Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nebraska, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar and fronts a band called Whiskey Bent. He was a successful contestant in the 2009 Colgate Country Showdown, eventually being named the best new country act in Nebraska. He and his band have played alongside national acts such as Rodney Atkins and Trent Tomlinson, to name just two. They play on the fair and festival circuit and have put out a couple of releases while my guest released a solo project last November. You've been hearing a song called Every Bar's Got One. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Tim Zack. Hey, how's it going, Bruce? Good, Tim. Thanks so much for doing this today. You bet. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let's start off by having you talk about the song that was just playing. Every bar's got one. I was busy talking over most of it, so tell the listeners all about that track. You know, uh, my uh, my original one of my first guitar players, uh, Greg Gunderson, actually wrote that song, and uh, um, basically, kind of started out. We you know we started off playing just cover songs and in bars and stuff. Uh, Greg came to me one day and he said, "Hey, I wrote this song and." Um, remember that one girl who was dancing up on the bar? Well, I kind of wrote a song about it, you know, about every bar's got one. <clears throat> so, so yeah, so basically it's, uh, no matter where you go, there's always that one person uh, that gets a little crazy, and uh, we figured we'd, we'd uh, sing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I like that. And uh, listeners, let the record show, and, and you'll hear over the course of this interview about Tim doing his own thing, but every bar's got one is a whiskey bent song and that song is available on their CD called that's how we roll. But uh very interesting start to the show that that's a, that's a good story because I'm sure it's, and, and I'm sure Tim as a, as a songwriter, that's something that you're obviously always aiming for is everybody can relate to that concept that every bar has got one. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I think that uh, in songwriting, um, you know, you have to make it so the vast majority of people could, you know, put themselves in that position at one point or another. Yeah. I wonder though, is, is there a point where making a song relatable all of a sudden becomes more difficult because you've written so many songs that you do start to obviously just fabricate a lot of ideas for songs and, and how tough is it then to write something relatable when this is just something that's completely fictitious? You know, I think, uh, you know the the ones that uh, that you are that you've lived and breathed and and you know experienced. I think those are a little bit easier. Um, yeah, it's almost like you have to be. Oh, excuse me. You almost have to be uh, very creative in in the 
in that aspect of it. Well, we've got people listening to this episode because they are Tim Zach and or Whiskey Bent fans, but I'm grateful to have gotten listeners in 115 countries around the world. So for the sake of those who are just being introduced to you and to your band, talk first, if you would, about the other members of Whiskey Bent besides yourself. Uh, we're a five-piece band. Um, I've got uh, <coughs> two guitar players and a bass player and a drummer. And, uh, um, you know, we just kind of started this thing as uh, having a good time and trying to go and play music and cover songs. And it's kind of just evolved around around that. And we've uh, been fortunate enough to play <coughs> some, uh, some really good shows. So, yeah, I mean... We're, we're with the brotherhood. We're, we're a bunch of friends that, because uh, you know, to, to me, I think you have to be uh, a, a cohesive unit in order to be successful. I love when that topic comes up on this show because we have we've talked with a couple guests in the past about the difference between finding players who are the absolute best musicians, but they might just not be the best people to be around versus finding what what you're describing, which is, you know what, we're a brotherhood, we all get along great. They're talented musicians, but I'm not here to tell you they are the absolute best in the world, and and I think that probably goes a long way towards the success that Whiskey Bent is having. Am I right? Absolutely. And not to mention that not to mention that those are very veteran musicians too. I, I saw their bios that these are guys that have been playing for a long time. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, we got guys you know that range from you know thirty years old on up to you know mid fifties. Um, but uh, you know, in general, it's, it's you have to be able to go on the road and trust one another and be able to you know to be honest. Uh, be able to stand to be around somebody for, you know, 90 to 100 shows a year in, in a 15-passenger in a van. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, I like the age difference that you pointed out because I wonder, does that, does that bring something to the band that, that maybe somebody would miss out on if, if they were starting up a, van, a band and they said, well, I, I have to get all people in the band who are all my age? Are, are they going to miss out on, on some wisdom, some experience? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I mean, I think one thing that's really nice about, you know, the, the variety of, of generations, to, you know, so to speak, or, you know, decades in, uh, in age difference is that, you know, each guy brings something special to, to the fold. And, um, you know, I mean, we tend to appeal to a broad demographic that way because, you know, John Victory, uh, our bass player, you know, he's played in several different bands and he's gained fans in those bands along the way and, you know, ultimately brings those type of people on to see our shows. Um, you know, Jeff Wilson has, he's, you know, he's a younger guy and, uh, you know, he does the same thing with, with, uh, you know, people come to see Jeff. So, so it's great. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's terrific. I, I wonder, did that happen by accident, or, or was that actually a strategy to say, not only is it good to have some veteran musicians, but to get guys who are going to have a following of their own along with them? You know, I think it kind of happened by accident, because to be honest with you, you know, out here in Nebraska, um, it's not like down in Nashville where there's just a you know line of guitar players and a line of drummers <laughs> waiting to jump on a on a gig, you know? So, I mean, you have to 
really do some digging and and find the people that you know that are talented musicians but also good people and you know I, I really think that you know us as a whole as a group because we don't have one superstar player you know in, in our in our group it's it's everybody does their job understands their job and does it well well I wonder then again thinking about those listeners who thank you very much listeners uh, if you're if you're just listening to this interview with Tim today because you're a regular listener to the show thank you but so Tim for their benefit and, and I apologize to those that that uh, have followed Tim and or Whiskey Bent very closely and already know the answer to this but how did you go about finding these guys then and, and putting the band together because you're right obviously uh, Nashville is one of the few places where you know they're they're falling out of trees and you can put a band together uh, in a matter of minutes so how did you go about assembling the, the the whiskey band the whiskey bent band as it's known well um you know we've, we've kind of gone through a couple um you know different different players in the in the early stages but i mean the, the lineup that we have myself and uh jeff wilson and jeff westwood i've been together pretty much since the beginning um jeff was a friend of mine um i, I kind of got my start by um i i did um some karaoke when i was younger and um i guess i i you know i can't say that i was one of those people that you know wanted to be a singer when they were 12 mm-hmm. um i enjoyed music um and uh I kind of just started my career, you know, in my late twenties and it, it started up by accident almost. Um, we were, uh, I ran a karaoke show and, uh, you know, some friends saw or well, they're friends now. They weren't friends then saw me and they're like, Hey, you know, we should really think about getting the band put together. And, you know, I, th- I think that you need to do more than just sing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we kind of, you know, started calling people we knew and Jeff was one of the first guys and Jeff actually used to be, um, in a metal band. Wow. Um, and, uh, I, I called him and I said, Hey, you know, we're trying to put this band together. Would you be interested in playing guitar? And he said, well, what kind of music are you going to play? And I said, well, the country. And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said, well, you know, I said, have you, have you listened to country lately? I mean, what, are you are you interested in just taking a look at it and see if it's something that you think you, you'd be interested in? And I, I kind of started sending them some tracks of some different stuff, some more of alternative country, some red dirt uh, tracks like Cross Canadian Ragweed and and sent them some Eric Church stuff. And I said, hey, you know, I mean, you're a, a, you know, a rock guitar player, and a lot of this new country music has that rock guitar in it, and I think that you'd really enjoy doing it. And, you know, and, and now he's like one of the best... Uh, you know, country fans out there. He, he, you know, he knows more about country music probably than I do now. <laughs> Amazingly. So, well, um, I mentioned in the intro and, and we, we were just talking about you're being based in Nebraska and, um, also that you released a solo project last November. So uh, tell the listeners about your ties to Nashville. Um, well, that's kind of an interesting story. Um, a few years back, um, we got the chance to open for the Lost Trailers at a county fair here in Nebraska, and uh, we had just released um, our our first four songs off of that Whiskey Bent record. We didn't have any CD or anything. We just kind of went in the studio and recorded the first four, and 
uh, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to get one of the songs played on the radio around here. And, and, uh, when we were opening the show, I played some of the music, um, for Stokes Nielsen. He's one of the founders of the Lost Trailers. And he said, yeah, you know, he said, that's, uh, I, I like your sound. I like your, your, your voice has, you know, good texture and whatnot. And, and after the show, he said, um, you know, why don't you come down to Nashville and work with me and we, you know, we can, you know, work on putting out, uh, you know, a couple songs and maybe we'll shoot a video and, you know, and, and you can come down and do it in Nashville. And he said, if you, you know, he really thought that I needed to come to Nashville and experience the recording process there. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I wasn't necessarily ready for it because I'd only been in a studio, you know, once, one time when we did that, those four songs. So I didn't have a whole lot of recording experience and I didn't want to go down there and waste anyone's time. So I, mm. I held off for about a year and then I called him and I said, Hey, I think I'm ready to, uh, you know, pursue doing this, this solo project. And, you know, of course I talked to the guys in my band and I got their blessing to do that. I mean, that's one of the thing with being in a band is that, you know, when we recorded our whiskey Night record, it was all the guys that, uh, you know, play with me on the road every week that were on that record. And they recorded the guitars and vocals, you know, the backup vocals and everything. And obviously in Nashville, they did things a little bit different. You know, it's, you go down there and they have the best players in the world to, you know, at their disposal to take into the studio and put the guitar part down or whatever. And then you just go in and, you know, basically sing, sing the vocals on it. Um, so when we went, when we went down there, um, I was in the studio, we went to station West, uh, with Stokes and, uh, we, we recorded three songs that he had previously pitched me. Uh, there's three songs on the EP that I didn't write. They were actually written by, um, you know, Nashville writers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we spent the entire day in the studio recording and, you know, take after take and, and, uh, finally kind of got to where, you know, where we thought it was going to be, you know, quality enough to, to move forward. And after the session was over, Stokes said, Hey, you know, I, I know that, uh, you know, we've recorded these three songs. You see, I really think that it'd be, be good for us to, you know, sit down tonight and maybe, you know, write something. And I had sent him some ideas prior to going down there that I was, Interesting. My grandfather was a World War II veteran, and he was almost like a second dad to me growing up. Um, and I always wanted to do something. He passed away before I ever started my music career, so he never got to see me on stage or mm-hmm. anything like that. And I, I thought, what better way to honor and let his, you know, legacy live on by other than you know than writing a, write a song about him. Mm-hmm. So, so we did. We sat down and it's crazy because that song actually came together in less than a half an hour. Oh boy. It wrote itself. And Stokes Nielsen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had the story, I wrote the story down of, of everything that I wanted to say in, in the song. And, and Stokes is such a, I mean, he's a great songwriter. I mean, that guy is a genius when it comes to, you know, putting things together. And, and we sat down and, and we hammered it out and, I actually have, it's funny because I, I recorded, you know, kind of the writing session that Dan and I had, um, on my iPhone. There's like <laughs> stuff in, and if anybody has ever, you know, if you've never heard the process of writing a song, if you saw where it started to where it ends, you, it's almost kind of comical because 
you're trying to find pitches and you're trying to find words that rhyme and you're sounding absolutely ridiculous <laughs> while you're writing. Um, but it eventually comes into, you know, something that ends up being fantastic. And, and that's probably the most proud song I've ever been a part of. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, uh, project. And I was very fortunate to get to meet Stokes to down there and, and work with him and, and, uh, get to kind of experience what it's like to, to, to work down there. Outstanding, and uh, you know that's that's one of the one of the many reasons why I really enjoy having songwriters on the show is, and, and that's the you know the reason why we start off every week having the guest talk about the song that played, and and have the song uh, the guest talk about the song that we're going to play at the end. So, listeners, uh, we're going to play the song that Tim is referring to at the end of the show, and we'll give him a chance to just to add anything else onto the story that he just did, but. Um, you know, obviously there are songs out there. I'm, I'm thinking uh, way back to episode 49 of this show. The guest was Mark Goujon, and uh, really one of the episodes of the show that has been one of the more listened to episodes, Ryan Weaver, back on episode 20, uh, Ryan wrote from some unfortunate firsthand experience uh, as it relates to having had family members in the service and uh, people that lost lives, and, and uh, Mark as well spent a lot of time um, so, you know, obviously writers like Tim are, are drawing a lot of inspiration and doing a lot of honor and a lot of service uh, to the people that have served our country with, with these types of songs. Um, Tim, I just before we get too far away from this, I just want the listeners, you, you mentioned your, your story with, with karaoke and, and, you know, how you got your start. But I don't, I don't want to overstate it, but at the same time, I, I want the listeners to understand how, you know, big picture here, how quickly your rise to success has been because back in the intro of the show, I mentioned your success in the Colgate country showdown. That was only 2009. And, and, and that, as far as my research turned up was for all intents and purposes, that, that showdown was really your first real foray into serious singing. And, and it's not like you were, you know, 15 years old. Your, your story is, is pretty non-traditional, right? Getting, getting such a quote unquote late start in all this. I mean, we have all these guests on the show that talk about, I came out of the womb singing or I started, you know, voice lessons at age six. And, and uh, am I, am I getting all my facts straight here? Cause your story seems very different from what we're used to hearing. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing is like, in my early twenties, I always thought, you know, yeah, you know, I'd love to, do, I'd love to, to do that. You know, the, I think everybody at some point in their life has the, you know, the rock star dream, you know, that, you know, the little kid, I mean, I've got a three-year-old at home who is strumming, you know, his fake guitar and, <laughs> you know, doing, doing the things that, you know, he sees dad do now, you know, to be honest with you, as a singer, um, at, at that point, I mean, I, I was 29 years old when, when I did the Golden Country Showdown and I got my start. When I was 28 years old, I didn't know what a G chord was. Wow. I mean, I could, wow. I could not play. I, I mean, I I could not play a G chord when I was 28 years old. And the the thing about, especially being around here, is everybody, I mean, and you know, everybody thinks they can sing. So, I mean, <laughs> when you're approaching musicians to try and put a band together, um, you call up to some guy and you say, Hey, I hear you play guitar. I'm a singer. I want to get a band together. The first thing they're going to ask you is what you play. Well, at that point I didn't play anything. Mm. I'm a singer. Well, no one wants, you know, that's just dead weight to people. Unless you're phenomenal as a singer, you'd need to be able to play something too, you know? 
Um, so it's hard to get guys to work with somebody that just sings. Yeah, they, um, they because, don't buy the line that my voice is my instrument. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, so uh, when I did the Colgate Country Showdown, that basically, I mean, that really did a lot for me because it gave me some credibility. So when I was going to these people uh-huh. and trying to get something going, hey, you know, I'm not just the guy that thinks he can sing. You know, look at this. This is what I've done. Mm. Um, and I think we can you know, get something going. And, and, you know, there was just a, there was a couple guys and, you know, I, I owe a lot of my success to the guys like Jeff and Jeff and, and, you know, Joe and Greg and the other guys, you know, I used to play with to, you know, take a chance on, you know, somebody like me that, that didn't play the guitar, sang and was willing to learn because I mean, now I I play now. I don't consider myself a, a, uh, you know, like a, a lead guitarist or, 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 or even a good guitarist for that matter. I mean, I, <laughs> I can sing along and strum the chords to make the song happen. Um, but that's why I've got, you know, Jeff and Joe and those guys are great guitar players. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know, Tim, I, I think what I really like most about your story is that it gives people hope because the music industry has kind of dictated that, they're starting so, so, so much younger today, and they're looking at 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds and, and trying to go, go all in with these people. So when you do hit 21, 22 years old, people are telling you uh, the clock is ticking, you know, or, or sometimes they'll even say that, you know, that ship has sailed. And so you offer such great hope to people that they can hear your story and say, wait a minute, Tim didn't start until he was 29, and, and now look at where he is. So I can do this after all, even though I'm only, you know, whatever, 24, even though I'm only, you know, I'm already 26, whatever. Right, right. And, you know, the thing is, I mean, that's the, the biggest thing is you, if, if you want to do something, don't let anybody stand in your way. You know, just, it, you might not, you know, I might never be, you know, where I ultimately like to be. But I'll never look back on my career and say I didn't make it just because, you know, there wasn't a big, you know, milestone in my career that that I, I would have liked to see happen. You know, hopefully that does. And I think I stay grounded that way by, by, you know, taking everything one day at a time. I mean, if you would have asked me four years ago if I thought we would have been opening for Leonard Skinner in an arena, I would have never in a million years. I would have said, you're crazy. <laughs> but but we've been afforded the opportunities to do that because of we, cause we've worked hard. We've, you know, went and we've played, played these shows where, you know, I mean, heck, the first show we played, we've rented the place for a hundred bucks and, <laughs> you know, uh, went and played a show and we only played, you know, 15 cover songs because that's what we knew when we started. <laughs> Show's over, so, I mean, yeah. Go on home. That's all we know is 15 songs. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then fast forward to what you just said. You know, being able to being able to play the types of shows that you're playing now, and and it's and it's just very inspirational. Yeah, man, and I and I appreciate every opportunity that we get, and and uh, we just keep pushing and plugging along, and and you know, it's hard to keep uh, you know five guys happy and satisfied and enjoying what they're doing, but that's where it comes down to the cohesiveness of, of having a group that believes in what you're trying to do. Outstanding. Outstanding. I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from Nebraska is singer, songwriter, guitar player, Tim Zack. He is the front man for the band whiskey bent. 
check out their brand new website at www.whiskeybentband.com and then find them at facebook.com slash whiskeybentband. Tim also has a video on YouTube, plus the band is on Twitter. Their Twitter handle is at whiskeybentband. You can also find them on Reverb Nation as well. Purchase Whiskey Bent's album and Tim's single on iTunes. And of course, keep up with them online so you can see where and when they will be performing so you can go see them live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got on nhte.net the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. And of course, we're thrilled to now be on Google Play Music as well. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram if you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just two of them, Mark Goujon and Ryan Weaver. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to purchase Tim's or Whiskey Bent's music and or other music, books, whatever, Go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Tim, Whiskey Bent has really grown, meaning uh, can you talk about the band going from playing around Nebraska to breaking through into opportunities in other states? What, What do you think was the key to expanding your reach like that? You know, I, I think, uh, honestly, social media is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that if you can, I mean, you think about how social media was a non-factor, you know, even probably 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now, when you're out searching for these opportunities and to play as kind of these bigger shows, um, if you have a, a good put-together a social media platform where, where a promoter can go and look at your page and say, well, hey, you know, these guys these guys are legit. They're playing every week and they've got this many shows and they've got, you know, 7,000 people following them on Facebook or whatever. It kind of gives you, you know, a little bit of momentum. I think, um, I think that, um, you know, being active, play as many shows as you possibly can and make that show the best show you've ever played. One, a, a, a quote that I've always kind of, um, or a statement, I should say that I've, I've always kind of, uh, uh, modeled my career after uh, Rich Redmond, the drummer for Jason Aldean. Uh, I saw a Facebook post that he made, and he said, um, "Every show I play, I treat like I'm playing at Madison Square Garden." Wow. And then eventually, I was playing at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Wow. So even if there's, you know, even if you're playing a show where there's, you know, a, a 50 seat bar you better hope that those 50 people leave that show remembering who you were and they had a great time and they want to come back and see you again. Well said, you know, I mean, so it's no different to me playing, 
that 50 person crowd than it is playing a 4,000 person crowd. Well, that's a, that's a great attitude to have. And, you know, I, I have made statements on this very show before that if you do treat it like it's only a 50 seat bar, then it's going to come across in, in your performance. People will be able to tell that you're not giving it everything that you should be giving it. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is live video is the thing. I was at Social Media Marketing World in California recently, and that was the recurring theme throughout all three days. Get yourself active on Facebook Live, Periscope, or Blab. It's where everyone is headed. Plus, remember, you can do live performances online through the likes of Concert Window, Stage It, and others just like those. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. You also play, I, I mentioned this in, in the intro, uh, a lot of fairs and festivals. Way back on episode 80, Matt Hines, who is a singer-songwriter from Mississippi, um, he's one of the few guests that, that we were able to spend a little time talking about this circuit with, so I'd like to talk about it with you. Does it does it make it fun, Tim, going to all these different fairs and festivals because you don't know what you're going to get, or is it a case of, no, Bruce, if, if you've played one fair festival, you've played them all? You know, the cool thing about the fairs and festivals, and, you know, for me, is that um, on most of these fairs and festivals, you are getting a chance to play in front of, uh, you know, national acts, um, and it's networking, you know, and you get an opportunity to, you know, meet new people and people that are, are you know, kind of where you're wanting to go. Um, you can learn, you know, I mean, I think as far as, like, my stage presence and the energy of our show and my guys, I think, you know, we've, we've continuously tried to get better and better and better at our presentation. Um, and, and a lot of that to me, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of country music and I'm a fan of music in general. So, you know, when I go to a concert or if I'm opening for somebody and I'm watching them perform after we're done, you know, I'm watching what they're doing. I'm watching how they, where they put their hands, how they work the stage, how they move around, how they interact with, you know, the people and how they draw, you know, the, maybe the person that's, you know, 25 rows back, mm. you know, getting their attention and, and making them feel part of the show. And I love that you're saying so, all this because, you know, I think too many people, unfortunately, have the attitude that, oh, you're not going to get anywhere near those people or they're not going to pay attention to you. So I love that you're saying, no, 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 there's there's plenty of opportunity for some overlap here. Right. And, you know, the thing is, is that there's, there's uh, you know, there's, there's places where you go and you play. And as far as, like, you know, headliners, there's some of them that are just not interested and they're not, I mean, 
they're not going to give you give you the time of day, and and that's fine. But there's plenty of guys that are just like us, you know. So for for us to play those shows and get a chance to, I mean, obviously I got the opportunity to go down to Nashville and record a CD because I networked and made a connection with the guy that we were opening for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that makes me wonder, back in the intro of the show, I mentioned only two big names, Rodney Atkins and Trent Tomlinson, that y'all have had the opportunity to play alongside of. There have actually been a lot of others, though. What, what, what about that? Did, do, do those just get better and better every time? I mean, how different is it now playing with big names as opposed to the first time or two where you probably had a bunch of nerves and didn't know what to expect? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's actually a lot more fun because, um, I mean, trust me, it was fun the first time that, that we did it. Um, but like you said, it's it's one of those things where it's, it's nerve-wracking and, um, you know, being in front of a bigger crowd like that, um, you know, it can be intimidating and the more you do it, the better you get at it. And, and, you know, now, I mean, I'm still nervous. I mean, I still get nervous. Heck, Bruce, I was nervous when I started talking to you on this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's just the way, that, you know, again, I think that it's good to have some nerves because if you don't have nerves, I think that that means you don't care. And if you care enough about it to do something well, there needs to be some of those nerves to kind of, you know, get that adrenaline spike going and, and, and give you a boost and you have to want to do it well. Yeah. And, you know, just three days ago, I was meeting with a young girl, a, a potential new client, a young singer, her and her mom. And, and I told them we were talking about that exact topic, which was nerves. And I said, you know, what what, what is your stage experience like? You know, do, do you get nervous? And, and she she talked about, you know, what what she has found so far. And I said, well, here's the good news. You know, and this is coming from one of my contacts in Nashville who has said, I don't care who you are, how many years you've been performing, if you don't get nervous anymore, then something's wrong because everybody still gets those butterflies, uh, you know, even even the best that have that have been around for years doing it. Right. Right. Because I mean, you, you want to, you want to do it well. I mean, you want you want to have people leave there and be happy and satisfied with you know, I want them talking about me for a month. I want them saying, "Hey, that guy he brought it tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Telling everybody the next day at work or calling their buddies or, you know, texting someone and say, if you if you haven't seen Whiskey Bent, you need to check these guys out. Right. Now that now that Whiskey Bent has been playing further and further out and, and playing with bigger names, is there a goal that you're chasing now in terms of, you know, maybe it's maybe it's bigger or farther venues or, or maybe yourselves trying to launch into the world of original music only, radio airplay, headlining, that type of scene. What, what what are you guys looking at right now? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, at, at this point, it's, it's one of those things where we would like, I mean, it, the thing is we play 90 to 100 shows a year, and uh, every one of my guys works uh, a day job. You know, we all work during the week. Um, I actually uh, sell advertising during the week. Uh, thankfully, you know, our jobs are, flexible enough to where when it's, you know, if we need to go on the road for a week, we can take that time off and, you know, come back and, you know, still have that. So, I mean, I think really our biggest goal is to be able to, you know, I, I don't need to be a multimillionaire. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and I want to be able to put 100% into 
making new music and going out and playing, you know, full time and, and put everything that we have into it. I think, you know, all my guys are kind of in that same boat. Um, so, you know, it, obviously with a record deal would be great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are out there that are doing it independently and, and doing it well. And, you know, for, for what we're doing, I think we're doing an okay job, you know, independently. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we want to get to these bigger venues. Um, we want to expand, you know, we went out, we played out in Las Vegas for the PBR world finals last October. And, you know, th- that was a, a great, uh, you know, little tour for us. And, and, uh, you know, any, any time that we can further our careers by getting into bigger venues and, in you know, getting on bills with people that are, you know, significantly established and, uh, you know, basically get in front of new people. I mean, that's the more people you get in front of that are new people and the more fans you can gain, the more momentum. And to me, it's just a big snowball effect. And, and, uh, you know, we, we want to keep making music and make good music. At the same time, how, how cool is that, that, uh, you know, you talked about that, that you sell advertising. And uh, I think I heard you say a little ways back there that, that Whiskey Bent opened for Leonard Skinner. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that was actually just last, uh, at January 30th, I believe it was this, in this last uh, January. Yeah, so how um, cool is that, that, that here's a guy that, you know, Monday through Friday sells advertising. I think of, uh, I used to work in the National Lacrosse League, which is North America's uh, premier pro uh, professional indoor lacrosse league. I mean, they're playing in arenas that are selling out the same way they're selling out for the NBA team that plays there, the NHL team that plays there. And then these guys go back to work at their regular jobs on Monday, you know, all black and blue and, and having just played in front of 19,000 fans. And here's you going to work on Monday. Hey, what'd you do this week? And uh, nothing just really kind of laid low. What did you do? Open for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really great. You know I mean? And, and, and honestly, the, um, the, the cool thing is, is that like when I, I got this job after I started, um, you know, out there playing music. And what happened was the morning guy uh, for the radio station that I worked for happened to be at this festival, <laughs> mm. back to the festival in Paris. Um, and he came up to us and he's like, hey, man, I mean, I really like what you guys are doing. And, um, you know, we do a lot of promotional stuff and we'd love to kind of partner with you guys and have you guys come play at our you know, some of these events and stuff like that. And, you know, we'd like to make you, you know, the official Y102 party band. And yeah. so we get, yeah. we developed a relationship that way with them. And then, um, believe it or not, um, before this, I was actually, my day job, I was working for Oregon Pest Control. Wow. <laughs> um, driving, driving a truck around, spraying, spraying houses. Because, <laughs> you, you know, I've always done sales um, prior to this, but when you're out there playing music, you got to have a job that's flexible that lets you have those, yeah. obviously yeah. the weekends for sure open to go play. And, uh, so, you know, I'm doing anything possible just to put, you know, mm-hmm. food on the table and, and, uh, yeah. So ended up working in radio because of my band and, and they're super flexible with me and I'll leave for a week and go play on the road and, and come back. And, you know, they're very, very, very cool with, with what we're doing and they're supportive 
Outstanding. Outstanding. So. That's that's obviously hugely important. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nebraska is singer, songwriter, guitar player Tim Zack. He is the frontman for the band Whiskey Bent. Check out their brand new website at www.whiskeybentband.com. And then they are all over social media. You can find them on Facebook. Tim also has a video on YouTube. Plus, the band is on Twitter. At Whiskey Bent Band is their Twitter handle. You can also find them on Reverb Nation as well. Purchase Whiskey Bent's music and Tim's music on iTunes. And, of course, keep up with them online so you can see where and when they will be performing so you can go see them live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show at nhte.net, we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. And the big news of late is we have also been added to Google Play Music. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned a few of them, Matt Hines, Mark Goujon, and Ryan Weaver. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I sincerely appreciate your time and your interest and support. As I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to purchase Tim's or Whiskey Bent's music and or other music or books or whatever, Go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, Tim, let's get back to talking about you a bit. This this could be helpful for the listeners who are young up-and-comers. Is it? You, you mentioned this uh, before about your recording. Is it conflicting at all, doing all that you've done with Whiskey Bent and then doing a solo project? like you did last year. Just peel back the curtain on, on that a little for us. I know you said you got the bands okay on it, but how did that make you feel? Did, did you need to, did you struggle with that at all? Or was it, no, this was something I wanted to do. So I, I was fine as long as they were. You know, I, I did a little bit. And I think that's kind of even played into the reason why I kind of held off uh, for a year or so. Um, you know, there, there were several reasons why, why I did, but um yeah, and it's always it's always tough because you know you've got these guys that that who have you know poured their heart and soul into into uh, you know helping you get your career off the ground, uh, and you went in and recorded a record with the guys, and you, you know which I think is a very good record, um, and then you get an opportunity to go down there and and do this solo thing, and so I mean it was a little bit weird at first. Um, it was weird not to have you know, to be in the studio pretty much by myself and not have, you know, my, my brothers <laughs> right, right there with me. And, you know, when I sang vocal tracks on the Whiskey Bent record, I mean, I sat in the vocal booth and all my guys were in the engineer's area and I could see them through the window and, and, you know, it was, it was that, you know, so I had that comfort blanket almost with those guys there. And when I went down and did my, you know, my solo project, it was, it was just me. And, uh, 
you know, to me, that kind of really puts you out there. You know, you don't, you don't realize how much you rely on those other guys, you know, to, to give you confidence and whatnot. So it was a great experience. And, uh, you know, those guys, um, have been nothing but the best. And we, you know, we, we played those songs off my EP in the live show. So the guys know the songs that play them, we play them in the show. And, and, uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was a little bit nerve wracking at first because I wasn't sure how they were going to receive it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're, we're heading into the home stretch here, but, but again, thinking of those young up and comers who are listening, is there maybe one thing you see out there, Tim, that those folks are doing wrong, something that you'd love to see them stop doing or something you'd love to see these young up and comers change? Um, you know, we get, we've got some, you know, some local bands around here that, you know, kind of lead on us and ask us questions on, on, you know, different things that we do and what we've done to be successful. And, you know, I'm an advocate for, you know, bands helping bands or musicians helping musicians. And we're all in this game together. Um, as far as I'm concerned and, and it's not one band's better than another or anything else. And we can all survive and we can all do well and we all can help promote each other. Um, I guess the, the biggest thing that I see that, you know, younger bands do is, is they go out and get gigs and they expect to show up at a place and act without doing anything. And I think <laughs> in order for you to, uh, be successful and to have good crowds to play for, you got to do the work. I mean, you got to go out there and, in you know social media, uh, you got to be promoting yourself. Um, people, you know, you, you have to have a place for somebody to go to get content to to see well, why why does somebody want to come and see you and how can they come and see you? Okay. You know, I mean, I think it's important. That's probably the biggest mistake. You know, you, people just don't show up just because you know how to play a guitar. <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, we're about out of time, but let's throw out a fun question here. What stands out as your absolute top highlight in, in your performance career? You know, uh, man, that sort of the, or the, uh, the Leonard Skinner show uh, was pretty amazing. That was our first show that we that, you know, we played a lot of festivals and stuff, but that Skinner show was an arena show where you're standing on stage and there's the bowl and you can, you know, the sea of people like stacked up on either side of you, <laughs> you know, so that, that was probably um, as far as venue um, that we played in, in legendary musicians that we opened for that scary show has probably got to be on my tops. A close second. Um, I've always been a really big fan of Trent Tomlinson. Um, and uh, I think he's an amazing songwriter. So we got a chance to play a show and open with him and an after the show, him and I, you know, hung out and mm. got to talk business for probably an hour and a half afterwards wow. on his bus. So that was pretty wow. cool for me. Wow, outstanding. Well, we're going to close today with a song of yours that we talked about earlier in the show called Like Him. Uh, this listener's was Tim's single and uh, the song that he did a video for. You've heard me mention that uh, on YouTube you can see a video. This is the song. Tim, I know you mentioned a little bit about this before, but anything else that you want to add before we let you go about this song here that we're going to play? You know, um, I just I, it's one of those songs to me that I'll probably sing this song the rest of my life. And and uh, when we got done writing this song, when Stokes Nielsen and I got done writing it, he said, uh, I think his words were, boom, there's your smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, for me, that it, it's so important. It, my grandfather, and I'll give you kind of a real quick backstory, um, if I can. Mm-hmm. 
my my grandpa was like a second father to me. My my parents owned this small grocery store growing up, and my grandparents owned it as well. So basically, when my grandpa was, uh, you know, when my dad was a kid, my grandpa worked in the store every day and didn't have a whole lot of time to do stuff with my dad. Well, then of course, my dad took his spot, and he didn't have a whole lot of time to do stuff with me. Mm-hmm. So my grandpa did everything with me. Oh. So he taught me how to how to drive and golf and fish and all that stuff and and uh you know him him being a war hero i think that there's so many people um out there that were world war ii you know veterans and whatnot that really changed the the face of this world and to honor those people is is kind of what we tried to do in this song and and for me you know i had a personal connection uh because it's about my grandfather but i've had so many people come up to me after with tears in their eyes saying that, mm. you know, that song reminds me, you know, reminds me of my grandpa or, you know, we played that at, um, you know, we had a soldier that died and played that at his funeral. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, to me, that's powerful. And that's powerful stuff. So, <laughs> Outstanding. Well, we're going to play it here shortly, but uh, Tim, just want to say thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation and I appreciate you making the time to be here. Uh, very, very, very interesting interview and, and I'm glad we were able to do this. Well, I really appreciate you, Bruce, and, and thanks for uh, for uh, looking me up and, and and putting me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Anything that, that you guys do, uh, you know, with the podcast and the, and the media helps me. So, I mean, I, I, I'll do it anytime. Terrific, terrific. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Tim Zach. Remember that... Whiskey Bent has a brand new website. It's www.whiskeybentband.com and engage with them online. That means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, and then watch and like Tim's video on there. Plus, look for Whiskey Bent on Reverb Nation as well. For that matter, tell them that you heard Tim and their music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And as mentioned, be sure to keep up with Whiskey Bent online to see where and when you can go see them perform live. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, Remember that you can like and share, they call it repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Tim Zack. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Like Him. home at 18 to chase girls and crazy dreams 
But Grandma used to smile and say And Grandpa was a lot like me She said, you know he had an old guitar But he put it down to go to war He took a bullet in the shoulder on D-Day And came back to run the family grocery store And men like him They stood so tall that the world would change Cause they gave their all men like him Earned heroes drive stained by blood, sweat and tears And men like him They gave everything for the ones they love And never asked for anything I thank God guys like me Were made by men like him Take me to the fishing hole Every Sunday afternoon The first time I got to drive Was out on that old pontoon There were so many little things That made that old man smile But nothing quite like coming home With a mess of fish And catching grandma's eye And then like him Stood so tall that the world would change Cause they gave their own men like him Earned heroes drive Stained by blood, sweat and tears And men like him They gave everything For the ones they loved And never asked for anything I thank God guys like me Were made by men like him So don't ask me why Sometimes when old glory flies Oh, I take a four-week off around the 4th of July Cause these old boots I wear They walk the same land my grandpa did And I think I'd guys like me Were made by men like him And men like him They stood so tall that the world would change Cause they gave their own men like him Earned hero stripes stained by blood, sweat and tears Men like him They gave everything for the ones they loved And never asked for anything I thank God guys like me Were made by men like him I thank God guys like me We're made by men like him.